Okay, welcome everybody back with episode 35 of Junior Resource Investing. My name is Matthew. Standard disclaimer, as always, right? Not financial advice, entertainment purposes only. Uh, please check YouTube notes below for the full thing. I have an update episode here from Dolly Varden. Dolly Varden, I was just joking with Sean here, that old friend of the show. They were my first ever episode, so it's good to have you back. But update episode from Dolly Varden. Dolly Varden is a high-grade, tightly held gold-silver company developing their Kitsilt Valley project in BC's Golden Triangle. As I mentioned, there is an introductory episode if you're looking. It's a little bit dated at this point, but this time last year, gosh, July of 2022 would have been episode one for me if you're looking for a catch-up. But yeah, CEO Sean Kunkun is with me today. Sean, it is good to see you again. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. And what better way to celebrate your one-year anniversary than having uh, your first guest on? Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. No, and I do appreciate your time here again. So this will be just, a, just as I said, an update episode. Um, people will probably be familiar with your story. So I thought we could just maybe sit down here for 20 minutes and you can tell me maybe just a brief 2022 recap. And then maybe we can talk about, you know, you're just nicely getting started in the last month or so in your 2023 drill plans. And maybe you can tell us about what we might expect for, you know, the last 12 months recap and then the next 12 months upcoming in terms of plans for people to look forward to. But So why don't we start out with, yeah, just Sean, yeah. 2022 uh, 37,000 meters drilled just north of that, I believe. Four drills by the end. Always a good sign when drills get added to a project. You were going after a few targets, but mostly your home stake ridge and your wolf targets ended up being kind of the, the, the attention grabbers of that year. Maybe why don't you explain what your drill season or your drill campaign last year did for your Kitsilt Valley story? I'm going to start a little uh, earlier than that. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to start, you mentioned 2022 recap. So, um, Dolly Varden transformed in uh, the first half of the year through the acquisition of Homesake Ridge. So, you know, we had the original namesake Dolly Mine, uh, past producing big Torbert deposit, uh, North Star, Wolf. And we, we married those four deposits, which were in Dolly Varden Silver Corporation, and we brought in Homestake. So we, we tripled the resource. We brought in a large high-grade gold component. And really, we brought the project to a size and scale that's now making it quite attractive. The market celebrated the acquisition. It's one of the few times where the acquiring company went up in value, which really proved how accretive the transaction was. What it also proves that is the percentage that voted for the um, acquisition. We had close to a 99% in favor when we held our special meeting. And then we also, on the back of it, we financed, and we had a very successful, um, you know, financing year. We raised a total of forty million dollars. Uh, we've yet to do a down round since I've taken over the company, and so, and the fact that twenty five percent of that money came from Hecla Mining is a strong endorsement of the whole um, spirit of the acquisition, and et cetera. But you know, that's in the past. Um, you know, what I'm going to celebrate from the drilling program, the 37,000 meters, which started as a 30,000 meter program where, uh, we, you know, we brought in more rigs, we brought in more meters. And what I really celebrate there is we did it all and we did, we ended up drilling 2,000 more meters than we had a, a budgeted because we went from 30 to 35. We ended up doing 37 and we did it all for a million and a half dollars less than what we budgeted for. Hmm. So we came in 
under budget, and it was the best drill program in the company's history. Two big highlights. Um, we drilled the best drill hole that was ever drilled on the property. And that was a Wolf drill hole. It was called 329. We hit, we hit approximately 1,500 grams of silver over approximately 16 meters. So a sensational. And within that, there was like a 24 kilo hit. Uh, highest grade ever found on the property. And what was really cool about that is, you know, Wolf is, um, you know, we were, we were hitting the Wolf of Southwest. That new hole was in the Northeast. So it was, uh, you know, we're having all this success stepping out, these 200 meter step outs, you know, we doubled the strike length, but this big hole came off to the Northeast. Anyways, that was at Wolf. Now, the other thing we had last year is the best hole drilled in the Golden Triangle. So, you know, looking at the Golden Triangle, we have the steepest competition we've got, uh, Prettiums, or, you know, which is well, Newcrest, or now Newmont's uh, Bruce Jack. Um, we've got Skeena's SK Creek. We've got Ascot's Premier. We've got some of the greatest historic gold mines on the planet that are being reawakening and going um, mm-hmm. in production in the case of Bruce Jack. Um, we had the best gold in the triangle. You know, we hit 46 grams of gold over 25 meters, which uh, was the best hole in the triangle in 2022. So it was a phenomenal year. It was a phenomenal year. It was so good that, you know, we didn't even really focus on the fact that we had a 200-meter step-out hit at Homestake Silver. But it wasn't just about Wolf. It wasn't just about mm-hmm. Homestake. And, I'm, it, you know what, we had big numbers at a Torbrit. So we've got um, the big silver mine on the property, the one that produced 20 million ounces, and we still have 35 million ounces left intact. We had a huge hit at Kitsalt there, um, a, a couple of big, big boomers. So we really had four areas on the property that were screaming. And, uh, you know, it's been similar trends, so lots of love with the drilling. And, uh, and then what was just, you know, what was the cherry on top of the year is all the money we spent last year we replaced in December when we put up, I think it was about a $22 million financing. So when we started putting out those monster drill results, um, you know, going into the end of the year and then continuing to report into uh, December, January, even February, the stock went up to $1.24 because for investors who were celebrating the drill results, there was only one way to get Dolly Varden. It wasn't through an equity offering. It was in the open market. So mm-hmm. at a time where so many of my peers are struggling, we are having huge success operationally, which is driving the share price. And it's all on the back of us growing mineral inventory through acquisitions and drilling. Hmm. So, well, yeah. Yeah. so I'm happy to report today We've got 20 and a half. Yeah. So, Matthew, the problem is you get me talking and I'm not going to say But the problem, the, and, 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 and actually one of the beauties today is we've got um, $20.5 million in the Treasury as of this moment. So $20.5 million in cash. I've got four rigs that are turning, a fifth at site. Um, and listen to this, Matthew. Okay. We're, we're a third through the drill program. We're a third through the drill program, but we're only a quarter through the budget. Hmm. So it's uh, I'm smiling because I've got, I've got the best team in the business. And, you know, just when I thought, hey, how are they going to, 
you know, how, how are they going to outdo what they did last year? You know, operationally, things are just going really, really well. Yeah, awesome. I mean, and I think I really appreciate just, I mean, it's hard not to get excited talking about your project, right? I mean, I think there's, you you outlined, you know, very succinctly all the reasons why I, I circled you guys in my own kind of like investor playlist as well, right? I mean, super high grade, clear path to shareholder payout with, with Heckler within the right area. Uh, I mean, you have these world-class grades, as you talked about, and I'll make sure I bring up here for people. I mean, just like headline after headline of just world-leading grade, but then you're in a tier one jurisdiction. We don't have to chase you down into maybe some more dangerous jurisdictions or less predictable ones, but your tier one jurisdiction, I mean, 140 million just shy of silver ounces INI, just shy of 2 million INI gold. I mean, you know, lots and lots of, of, you know, short-term shareholder boosts in this form of like expecting more positive assays here, but then also more kind of like truly value creative moments where you have, yeah, like an, an updated MRE or MRE coming out again soon, updated P or PEA sometime in the, night, in the near future potentially as well. So I think there's kind of something for everybody here, right? And this is why you hit my sweet spot. You've got strong developing project, but also lots and lots of meat left on the bone in terms of exploration. So no, it's a, it's an exciting project. Absolutely. Um, Maybe I want to talk about this. So, I mean, I, I, last time we spoke, uh, it was Wolf Zone kind of was this one of the focuses. And so maybe I just wanted to give you a chance to give some kudos to. I remember at the time you talking about Amanda Bennett was your geo's name, who you kind of let her. She was a fresh story, fresh face to your story. And you kind of let her lead the charge in terms of where to target. And obviously it was just an unqualified success. I mean, Wolf Zone just keeps getting bigger and bigger up, up down and, 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 and down dip, right? So do you want to maybe just kind of give her kudos and just talk about what she's done for you guys? Well, I got to say the game ball goes to our VPX, Rob Van Egmont, because, hmm. you know, um, managing 50, 60, sometimes 70 people up at a camp, like if you look at this year, we've got 69 people on site right now. Um, and to go from a company that was, you know, the previous company under the previous management, you know, a few thousand meters a year, you know, one rig for maybe a month or two to, five drill rigs, 70 people, mm. big program, big money being spent. Um, a lot can go wrong, you know, and, mm. and, and, and things do, you know, happen where you get challenges, right? And the way our VPX is really, you know, you know, in a lot of ways, he's the head of the company. You know, I'm here supporting him, making sure he has enough money to drive this company forward. But, the reason we're successful is the operational success our VPX is delivering. So it all starts with him. I'm here to support him, and the board the board is here to uh, to support to support us. Um, and ultimately, Matthew, uh, you know, in addition to Rob, we've got Andrew Hamilton, and Andrew Hamilton, like the big numbers we pulled out of Homestake, the game ball goes to Andrew Hamilton. You know, he has been one of the most welcomed additions to the Dolly Varden team. Um, if memory serves correctly, he came in around uh, October of 2021. And uh, Amanda had joined us in the spring of 2021. And the mandate I'd given her was, you're not allowed to talk to anybody. I want you to go in and spend two months going through the 100 years of data and historical information and tell me where we need to go. And she said, you've got to go to Wolf. It's open. You know, it's the next Torbrit. That's what you're looking for here, Sean. You're looking for the next 50 million ounce silver deposit on this property. Let's go to Wolf. 
And what's really cool is now that her proof of concept has been validated, and what's really interesting here, if you really hone into the details, the discovery was made below the sedimentary cap, which opens up mm-hmm. a big horizon, which was the catalyst to, for me to want to go out and get homestake in the first place. Because, you know, I think there's a connection leading up five kilometers up the valley to Homestake Ridge. But what's neat about what her discovery means for 2023 is it means more growth at Wolf, which is going to translate into more ounces in the next 43101. But maybe it means how many more wolves are on the property? Huh. Is, is moose the next wolf? How many other wolf-like targets? Um, and, and there's lots. And I'm not going to name them all here, but, uh, you know, Chance, Ace Galena. There's a number of these deposits um, that we are, we're going to go after. And, uh, you know, we've, we've just got so much work to do. And now we have the team. And through supportive shareholders like Eric Sprott, like Fidelity, like Hecla Mining and other institutions. There's a long list of, you know, people I talk to, you know, Davey, which is, you know, guys like Dennis De Silva or Jason Mayer who have supported us. And, and there's, there's Matt Zablowski and, and countless others, um, you know, that we've got the money and the targets uh, and the team to unlock the value of this program. Well, I think that the the type of an investor you attract is a testament to the quality of your project. Absolutely, right? I mean, I think that's one of the things that that catches my eye too. Maybe it's a secondary thing because I am you can't help but be amazed or attracted to the geology of it. But I mean, seven percent retail holding. I mean, I think that that speaks to how much interest you were kind of creating in the industry that you get large names. I mean, so this is one that you added on. I got a. I'll pat myself on the back here. I think you added Rick Rule in September to your roster of investors, and I'm. I got you guys by July, so I beat Rick Rule by a couple of months. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think I mean it absolutely it speaks to the quality of your project, the value that you have these types of people. You know, you're not desperate for retail dollars to get going here. Like you say, you raised twenty two million dollars in December quite easily, um, and and you're finding good places, good homes for this money. So I think it, it does not surprise me you're finding uh, support in an otherwise difficult you know twelve months. We had a little bit of a jump there for a couple of months, but you know, it's been a challenging 12 months in the junior sector and you've managed to buck the trend. So again, I mean, that all points to just positive, positive things for, for Dolly Varden. Absolutely. But you know what? Retail is so important to us and it's why I travel all over the world constantly. I'll be in Chicago, Atlanta, down in Boca next week. Um, it, you know, it is so important to have that. I'll tell you one thing I learned going through the great financial crisis in 2008 when the institutions face redemptions and they and they run for the exits, it's that retail shareholder. Uh, it's the guy from Edmonton or the gal from Kelowna or you know um, you know that that investor from Halifax um, who steps into the market and says, "Sean, I believe in you, and I believe you know you don't have any debt, and you've got a nice big deposit." And markets will turn, and when they do, precious metals will be the first to go. Um, it's those investors that, and it's why we. It's if you look at, if you come to our website and you engage with us, and, or you follow us on Twitter, it's why we have a toll-free number in 2023. How many companies have a toll-free number? 
And guess whose phone it rings? It rings mine, right? And that's one of the reasons Rick rules behind this is, you know, he wants to know if an investor has a question, who's going to talk to them? It's going to be me, it's the CEO. And nobody knows this project better and nobody cares about it more. And it's Karen Sprott's behind us. And uh, anyways, listen, it's the other thing that I wanted to say to you is silver's rare. It's getting used more and more. Um, it's getting bought more and more for in, whether it's an investment demand, there's huge demand coming, um, you know, out of, out of India and, and China. And uh, I'll tell you, there is a shortage of quality pure silver projects. And the, the projects that we have in the Kitsaw Valley trend, whether they're the two past producing mines or the, the, the two deposits we've identified, put resources around, um, they're pure silver mines. They're 99% silver. Mm. And, uh, and then, you know, we also give our investors a lot of gold exposure through, um, through home stake. Mm. Well, you know, this is uh, probably above and beyond the context of this conversation. But I mean, I think that, I mean, you speak well to the macro, right? I mean, uh, you know, monetary theory and inflation, which I mean, as an aside, with the price of diesel, the way that skyrocketed the last 12 months for you coming under budget, I think is, is again, deserving of kudos. But, you know, there's so many macro tailwinds for precious metals and silver, again, kind of transitioning partly into almost an industrial metal with solar panels, et cetera. But I mean, there's just so many reasons for people Maybe it's a bit of a contrarian pick right now, but I think the junior developers like you that, I mean, eventually the chickens will come home to roost. Eventually the piper has to get paid. And there are so many reasons for people that are willing to be a little bit patient and to find good projects that are kind of at, at, at bargain basement valuations right now in this sector that, yeah, there's, I think there's a lot of money to be made for people that are patient and willing to pick winners or able to pick winners, I suppose. And listen, you, you mentioned Rick Rule, so I'm going to go on this Rick Rule theme. But, you know, he says, you know, be a, be a contrarian or be a victim, right? And it's very, very hard to really be a contrarian. And, you know, I had uh, a banking group in here just a minute ago, and they're telling me that, you know, the market sucks and it's tough. And, you know, it was a big, uh, you know, it was a big, you know, case of every reason why not to be excited about not just the mining business, but any business with rates going higher and essentially the cost of the future being more expensive. And, you know, they're telling me, they're like, oh, there's not enough uh, development companies or mid-tiers to do the M&A action. And I thought, that's exactly why I'm here. We, we are going to fill that void. We are going to fill that vacuum. That is the opportunity. You just have to have patience. You have to, you know, forget the next two years. You know, stop looking at this stuff, right? And you'll hmm. wake up and you'll have outsized returns. Hmm. And it's so much easier, you know, I think you've done a good job of managing uh, investors' money, right? I mean, you're financing, there were no warrants, I believe, in the, in the and it was at, it was through flow-through financing, so at an elevated number back in the in December. Uh, and so it's you know, that's much easier to, to believe in wholeheartedly when you actually have a CEO, a company that actually does respect shareholder valuation, shareholder and shareholder money. So again, uh, kudos here. Uh, well, let me just go for it. You go. Well, the other thing is, look, like, we're lucky. Like, you know, you have to work hard to get lucky, but we're really lucky that the Golden Triangle has gone from this place that you probably wouldn't want to go to from the mm. fact that, you know, you had left-leaning socialist governments uh, running this province for decades. Um, and then not, not to mention the lack of infrastructure, um, you know, tough climate. Like, I can give you a hundred reasons why, you know, despite being in the mining industry for 20 years, 
I spent 15 years outside of the Golden Triangle, even though this is my home province, this is my turf, this is my backyard. Hmm. But everything's changed in that now with Bruce Jack, and I got to say, I give all the credit. There's a guy that, you know, Bob Quartermain, you know, he, you know, he, you know, in, in my eyes, this guy walks on water, right? Like he is, like the power he brought to Bruce Jack, you know, the fact that from discovery to production, like, you know, in a very short period of time, in, a, in one of the toughest places in the world, Bob did it. And because of the work that Predium did and because of Bruce Jack, he's paved the way and made it very easy for me. And the beast of government's been supportive. And so my point here in this long-winded uh, you know, monologue here is, uh, is the fact that Newcrest and now Newmont, so you have the world's largest gold producer, this is what they care about. And so no project is too small now that you've got the infrastructure in the mix we got a lot of metal in the ground, and what makes us the most special company up there is half that metal is silver. Nobody else can say it. And I'll tell you right now, that's what's going to make Dolly Varden a special company in this coming cycle. And it's why I identified that three years ago, four years ago now, and um, you know I've been running it for three, and uh, and it's why I, I feel very confident in our future. Hmm. Yeah, no, well said. I think, you, again, you're, you're articulating your, your story well here for people. Uh, if I may drill down just a couple of, just a bit more specific here, uh, just to, to help people kind of understand this a little bit in terms of the next 12 months. You said, yeah, 20 million, 20 million in the bank. Like you said, there's a financing that happened. You have a $50 million shelf prospectus that you can kind of to, to t- tap into whenever you like. This is to fund four rigs up to five, 42 to 45,000 meters, I guess. And so again, correct me if I'm wrong or expand where you need to, but again, you're, you're, you're just returning back to where you were successful last year. A lot of meters are going to be pursuing Wolf and Homestake Ridge again. Um, in addition to that, we are taking some swings. Um, we are, I will, you know, my, like last year, the strategy was, um, you know, to de-risk, Right. It was to to grow and it was to discover, right? And what that means was we just bought something. We just bought Homestake. We took our shareholder capital and, you know, we, we went out and we made a $50 million acquisition, right? And so I needed to show my shareholders and myself that that was the right move. And, you know, I'm, I feel very confident that um, – the tons are the same or higher, but the grades is is up, right? So I think we validated that purchase with the results that we put out last year. And mm-hmm. I think we converted a lot of ounces uh, from inferred to, uh, to indicated um, and up at home stake. And the results speak for themselves. And it wasn't just the one barn burner hole. You know, there was, uh, you know, we, the first hole we released at Homestake, uh, 27 grams of gold and like 460 grams of silver over nine meters, if memory serves correctly. And Ooh. so the number of, you know, close to an ounce or, you know, if you factor in the silver, you know, 10 ounce silver, like it's uh, just, it, just if you had one or the other, it would have been a great hole and you mm-hmm. had both. Um, so the, the de-risk, right, was the, risk home stake check um expand 
was going out to a place like Kitso, right? And stepping out of the resource and finding more. And there was a number of results, uh, you know, in the neighborhood of about 10 meters of 400 grams up at the Kitsol vein, which is part of the Torbert resource. So that was successful. And then Discover, uh, which is uh, which is what we did at Wolf, right? We, we made big discoveries and we stepped out 200 meters, uh, 100 meters. So essentially we doubled the strike length. Now this year, this year, the, the spirit that we're going out is we want to wrap our arms around how big this project is going to be. So we are taking some shots. Um, at the same time, we are building upon the success we had at Wolf, and we're infilling and expanding some of the uh, success we had at Wolf in, in 2022. And then we are we are looking to do some of the work at Homestake Silver that we did at Homestake Me. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, a nice combination of infill and development and maybe working towards uh, testing, et cetera. But then also that that really exciting step out exploration drilling that, that, that of course, people are always looking excited to see or hear about. So maybe, maybe I'll, you know. I just want to say one thing. If you go to our website on the corporate presentation, the second to last slide or third to last slide, um, there's an image of Wolf and Torbrin. And they're about a kilometer and a half apart. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, if I were to say, what does success look like? You know, how do I measure success this year? One of the uh, measurements is if we're able to connect the dots. There's a mm-hmm. slam fault that runs uh, in between. If I can show on the other side of that fault, we're hitting silver veins and silver mineralization, that's going to be thumbs up success for us. Hmm. Yeah, so there you go, kind of a called shot or something for people to look out for. And I, I mean, yeah, you, you've mentioned, I mean, you have a geological thesis. It's working. It's producing no targets. You have an IP survey that you're currently working, so you're still in the in that in that above-ground iterative process of creating new targets, which is always exciting, right? You're not just a pure development play. So maybe I'll just ask, right, just a couple of questions left here. Trying to be respectful of your time. I mean, you, you're about, you, I think you're not sure if this is on or off air, but you're roughly a third through your meters drilled for the season. Um, do you maybe expect, in terms of assays, you know, when did they hit the lab? What's the average lab turnaround these days? And maybe when might we expect first results? Well, the thing is when you're going out and you're drilling like 50,000 meters, call it, right? Hmm. You, you can't come out and put out a hole here and a hole there. Mm. You these things right so mm. i think we have a responsibility um that you know the way to organize this is on a monthly basis put out some drill results and i would think that uh you know starting and i've said this from the start you know my guidance has been end of july would be the earliest right end of july being the earliest and uh, early august and that's in line with the and we get start getting out some masses and then every yeah. month, and, and depending upon the batching, you know, maybe it's twice a month as we go into the fall, right? And I so expect news uh, within the next couple of weeks and uh, continuing to report through the winter into January, uh, you know, closing it out in February. And that's what I loved. I mean, last year it was just like a step after step, march, you know, marching through the year of just strong number after strong number headlining it. And I again, I, I gave you credit for this last time we spoke, and I will again. I mean, you know, they're not all news releases are created equal in terms of assays and, and the way that companies represent their numbers. I always give Dolly Varden credit. You clearly give true widths. There's no smearing, and you release all all data on all holes, right? So I mean, then that's again 
things to look for in terms of companies that you can trust or a manager you can trust, right? Um, maybe just two final two questions here, just kind of in terms of, you know, we have now nicely set out six-month timeline of, of assays, just kind of like last year, which I think you got nicely rewarded for. But when might we see an updated mineral resource ex- estimate? And then maybe if you don't mind attaching to that, maybe how many meters of drilling aren't included in that at this moment? So, again, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to hold us to this. No, no, of because, course not. No. Because exploration is you know, there's so many moving parts, and you know we may be we may get onto something where, depending upon how it looks, you know they may not be compliant step outs, and you know is it the best use? Like you know we're not Newmont, right? So is it the best use of our dollars to put ounces on paper when we have a pretty good size? resource it's not like you know we're not like some of these other companies out there that have monster valuations and have no resource we have a nice fundamental resource that backfills our value so is it the best use of our capital to step out and see how big the system is versus you know um pin cushioning uh Mm -hmm. but having said that um you know look and to answer your question second part of your question we're going to have a hundred thousand meters of drilling um, since the last resource estimate. So, you know, we may find ourselves in a position and call it, you know, April or, or early May, where we decide to publish a new updated resource estimate. And then I think what we may want to think about is taking that combined report of all, you know, this whole 15 kilometer trend, the seven deposits, and wrapping some economics around it in a PEA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's, it's a fair point. I think a lot of different companies kind of come to the same conclusion. Why plant your flag in the ground when you still have so much prospective land left you can be adding ounces and not go back to that 25-meter or 50-meter infill drilling, which you say that, that pin cushion, which might not be the best bang for your bucket this time in your, in your kind of the, the life story of your company. Um, so I think you kind of, you've, you've, you've kind of come around to the end here with me then, Sean. You, I mean, we talked about 2022 and what it did and how it was transformative. We talked about forward looking into 2023, but how there's still so much more story left to cover. Uh, we talked about kind of that short-term six months in terms of drill results. Maybe, like you say, I mean, it's just it's, it's too much of a moving target to say with concrete confidence, but maybe 12 months from now, roughly speaking, seeing MRE or PEA. Sean, I mean, is there anything else that you want to talk about here before I let you go? I just want to thank our, our shareholders. Um, uh, you know, they've the reason the stock's done well. The reason we've been able to do anything is because of their support. And I, you know, so I just wanted to thank all shareholders. And we're we're working really hard for you. Uh, we're strong. We're hungry. Um, we're going to keep going. We're not going to stop. Awesome. So there you go. There you have it, folks. Right, Dolly Varden, high grade gold, high grade silver, tier one jurisdiction, great management team. Sean, thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. 